Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Second hour of Light the Tower here on The Horn. Craig Wade, Jeff Howe with you. Our producer, Cam Parker, alongside. Glad to have you with us. We're you up till noon. And then at the noon hour, it'll be Chad and Zay. Uh, speaking of Zay, he was working high school basketball telecast last night with Roger Wallace on KBVO. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that game coming up. We'll have our uh, Flex 30 update coming up in in a few minutes. And additionally... Uh, we'll have another Longhorn notebook this hour as well. Got a, got a couple of baseball notes in there to go with some basketball, and and then uh, like you said, Jeff, there's uh, some town hall virtual. Yeah, we town can hall we get to the town hall yep, stuff right whenever. Now. Yeah, you want to do some of yeah, it right now? Yeah, okay. uh, a couple of the things on the cleanup uh, from uh, hour number one. Um, so let me see. Craig is back. I haven't left, have I? <laughs> I was here. Yesterday. You're coming and going, so you I mean technically yeah. you are back. Okay, I was here Friday too. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's it is that overlap time of year where that does happen. So yeah, that that, that does go on. Somebody says, "What's the reason alligators are still alive here in the United States? Why don't we kill them off? They're actually quite helpful to the or environment, the, uh, the ecosystem." Yep. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Anyway, uh, CB says this being the 60th anniversary of the first national championship season in Texas history. I wouldn't mind Texas wearing a throwback uni all season. And all that really was was the number on the side of the helmet and, uh, like you said, the jersey being the old school. I'm going to do it like for the Rice game, something like that. Okay. Yeah, that worked. Big Crip and says, don't Oregon my Texas. <laughs> <laughs> don't candy it up, you know. So, uh, so anyway. Uh, so we'll get to uh, we'll get to a couple other things. I was talking heads pointed out by Beaver Lance Jason. We're on a flight to nowhere. So yeah, <laughs> that happens. That's a, that's a reference that didn't land, but okay, I'll take y'all take y'all's word for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you see that Henry? Did you watch that Henry Rollins deal I sent you last night? I I didn't have a chance to see it yet. Okay. But I, I wanted to see it. I found an old, an old clip it. from Henry Rollins on the Howard Stern show, and I'm like, man, I, I think I found someone that hates you two more than I do. Which is hard to imagine. Yeah. Difficult to imagine. Overrated. Cam, We're, you had thoughts on you two one way or the other? I like you two. Okay. Yeah. Is you two with um, Joe Montana and your what, what's what's the 
the Ooh, corridor. No, what do you call I, it? I, I just think Rudy Cauldron. I think, Cauldron. No, I just think U 2s vastly overrated, and I don't know when people crowned them like the greatest thing in music history. Joe Montana is in the Cauldron forever, just you know, permanently. He's you know, got a permanent spot. You know what? You just uh, just jogged my memory on, or at least uh, made me realize. Cameron Parker's not done the music survey. No, he hadn't been here long enough to. Yeah. We're going to have to have Cam take the music survey. For sure. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to do that. We'll pick a day that's not quite incredibly covered up like some other days are. Uh, Patrick Davis hasn't either. Oh, and he'd be good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll. So you, we'll, got, you got, during that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably, Craig and I were talking about this. You're probably not going to see me much or hear me much in the month of June. So yeah. you'll need you'll need some filler there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be gone, and I and for me it'll be July. And for Craig, you're not going to hear or see Craig much for the month of July. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we'll yeah, so we'll 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 do that when we get to that as well. All right, uh, to the town hall meeting, the virtual town hall meeting with CDC just last night. Ripped my earbuds out of the careful socket and my ears right careful. there. Careful, so, yeah, it's a little rough. Um, where was I in my? Uh, okay, so we talked about the Red McCombs deal. Uh, uh, by the way, D. Fry says more at you two more than. <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> so, see, uh, so uh, okay. Uh, plans are going to be announced in the next two or three months for a new indoor football practice facility. Craig, stop me if you've heard me say this ninety-five times since we've been doing this show. What I'm about to say yeah. this is a direct quote from CDC. And once we get the practice facility identified and we start raising money for that, we're going to grass in DKR. It's just a timing issue. Uh huh. Because they use the stadium for off-season stuff uh-huh. because the bubble's so far away. So once And they practice yes. in the stadium. Yes. Sark has practiced, had his team practice inside of DKR more than any coach I have ever seen at Texas. I mean, this that I've been around. Going back to John McAvoy when they used to go up to the, you know, to the uh, Whitaker Fields mm-hmm. there on 51st, uh, they, there just wasn't a lot of practice. You'd have to go back into the probably – in the late '80s, maybe Coach McWilliams, or maybe even before then, to uh, to see a team that practices as much in the stadium as the Longhorns do. Yeah. This, this group Mac only uses the stadium really for scrimmages, rarely. So. Yeah, and so so and 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 to be fair, a lot of Mac's time it was grass mm-hmm. inside of DKR, so yeah. they needed to practice on the grass field. Uh, so I think it's all domino, which you just pointed out. Yep. Uh, get a practice facility close by that they can use, that they can use quite a bit, and then you flip to grass there you go. Uh, back inside the stadium. Uh, so I'll be thankful. when that, and CDC's talked about this for a long time, and he's cited the SEC schools. I think most, uh, I don't remember at this point which SEC stadiums have field turf, but most of the conferences, uh, does Vanderbilt have field turf? Uh, yeah, I, they might be the only one that comes to mind. You know, like Kentucky, Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Arkansas, A and M, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Everybody's grass. Everybody's grass. Yeah, and with the two yeah. new additions, like OU's natural grass, Missouri. Yes, Missouri's field yeah. turf. They yeah. got they replaced yeah. their god awful yeah. turf. Yeah, should have let Fozzie burn it before you. Yeah, you know, when you ripped it up. Um, but at any rate, uh, so that, are, by the way, that ended up costing um, uh, Gary. Um, uh, Pinkle, uh, Coach Pinkle, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Henry Josie 
Yeah, I said whenever you got ready to replace that turf, you should have put Fozzie at one end, Henry Josie at the other, and they have like a ceremonial yeah. lighting where they just burn the turf yep. together. Should have done it. So the pl- most ridiculous, preposterous part of all that <laughs> is Pinkle going, there's nothing wrong with our turf. You could just see the seams through it. Your there. running back's career just ended. What do you mean there's nothing wrong yeah, with the turf? There's nothing wrong with the turf. I have my own thoughts on Gary Pinkle, but that's so in, and his the majority of his staff, but that's beside the point. Uh, so uh, pr- plans for the new indoor f- practice facility coming along. Uh, LED lighting going inside DKR right after spring ball. It'll be ready for the 2023 season. Okay. A new video video board won't be updated until 2024. A lot of people are excited about this. A new 10,000-square-foot recruiting area will, will be created this summer on the back side of the south end of DKR. So if you've ever been up to the Moncrief Complex, wherever that nasty old turf field is, most Which of that, used to be a recruiting exactly, area. Exactly. Most of that will be occupied by a new recruiting lounge. Remember, it used to be tennis courts Yeah, it'll be, back there. But it'll be covered. It'll be okay. indoors. So Good. they're going to use that area for something. Good. Here's another big one. Yeah. Time mark this so when you go back and listen to this and yeah. just play it for eternity. All right. The Longhorn Network will be folded into the SEC Network. We have a year, quote, we have a year left with the Longhorn Network. We're working with our partners at IMG, Learfield, to kind of look at doing something a little bit different within IMG or Learfield in terms of a new channel that we could do with some of our historical content. But the Longhorn Network, I think what he meant to say here is the Longhorn Network will cease to exist as we move into the SEC. Kind of, Craig, what we've been saying for I don't even know how long at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you this. At one of those um, Texas fight rallies that we did last summer, he said the same thing. He was asked about it. And, and I can remember vividly him saying at Houston, and when we were at the one in Houston, it will be folded into uh, in, into the SEC network. I don't, I don't think he was very happy with me at the, uh, <laughs> at the Dallas stop when he said uh, – I think you asked him about LHN. He said, oh, the History Channel? I'm like, yeah, okay, that was the famous that. History Channel comment. And then in Houston, when I saw him again, he's like, oh, did you have anything to tweet tonight? I'm like, no, no, you, you were, it, was, it was all good tonight. Well, what a lot of people didn't realize, when he made that History Channel reference, that was the second time that day. He had done it at the lunch one uh, in Midland that day. And said, "Oh, you mean the History and it, and it And it brings the house down. It's a great line yeah. there. But then, you know, other, of course... LHN kind of grumbled about it, LHN but, but, but he's, none too happy. yeah, but he was, he, his point was spot on that, you know, all those history documentaries of the Texas and seeing those Rose Bowls and all this other stuff. That's why it meant that in terms as opposed to original content, the original content comes through the play by play agreement. They have an X amount of quote unquote live events that they need to do mm-hmm. during the course of the year. So that's that's all the point he was trying to make out of that, but everybody kind of fixated on my other deal. Speaking of content, Del Conte, when asked if Texas sports such as volleyball, softball, and baseball will be aired on the SEC Network, he said, quote, when we go on the SEC Network, we'll be able to produce our own content and as many games as we can produce, they'll put on ESPN Plus or the SEC Network. That'll be the old e- the yeah. SEC Network Plus. Uh, so all the games we've been accustomed to will be on those platforms moving forward. The first year will, will be interesting because we've got to get the infrastructure in place. But we believe the 175 live events that we have at home will also be covered on ESPN, ESPN Plus, or the SEC Network. Yeah. Again, exactly what you and I have been saying for about the last, what are we at, uh, nine months with this thing or whatever? Yeah, it, you know, it's... 
it will be available. But the answer is not the answer that a lot of people want to hear. They they don't want to hear it'll be available, but it's going to be on that pay tier through ESPN Plus. That's going to be, to borrow Rod Baber's phrase, the inconvenient truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's the way a lot of that is just going to be. Get your stream. You you basically got a, a more a little more than a year to get your streaming situation figured out. If you're not up to date on streaming, so you got time to get it figured yeah. out. Uh, upper deck for the Moody Center isn't likely to be open for Texas basketball games. You and I talked about that. It wasn't going to be this year, period. But uh, this is according to CDC. Quote, when we put the arena at 10,000 seats, we've been sold out every game, and that environment is second to none. I think I agree. can agree with that. Totally agree. Uh, football season tickets are going down for 2023. A lot of people kind of scratch their heads because you have one fewer home game than you had last year. So mm-hmm. your natural price decrease there. Uh, by the way, you got until March 23rd if you haven't renewed your football season tickets to do that. Uh, Texas OU football ticket will be $200 for the next three years. That game will stay at the Cotton Bowl. And CDC said he has talked to the SEC about making that game a regular, a regular 2.30 kick. Ooh. No more 11 a.m. at the Cotton no Bowl. No objection here. None from me either. I'd love for that to be too. That means I could probably go up the morning of now. I don't have to slug yeah. through traffic. And by the way, it's easier to go up the day of than the day. Ask of. Roger Wallace in that five a.m. departure. <laughs> That's what he normally does. Uh, there's some stuff in here about student seating. Uh, to pay off Texas, this is another big one to file okay. away. To pay off Texas exit from the Big Twelve, the Longhorns won't receive any revenue distribution for the 2023-24 school year. That money will remain with the Big Twelve. Okay, that's part of the exit. Package, yes. so to speak. There's another one. Uh, this is this is one that's been on my plate. Everybody's got yeah. you know alternate uniforms, indoor. <laughs> you got their deal, so, right? This yeah, is this is TV my deal. platform. This is my deal. All right. Del Conte would like to add grass inside UFCU Dishfog Field, but quote, we just put that field turf down right before I got here, so I'd like to get some wear and tear out of that before we decide to replace a three million dollar enterprise. But eventually. We'll end up going to grass. It would cost us three and a half to four million to do so because that whole infrastructure has nothing underneath it. We'd have to put in all the irrigation. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. A lot of folks don't realize that. It, uh, you and I both know one person who absolutely would like to see grass. The head coach. Yes. Yeah. Uh, David I Pierce, feel like he and know. I talk about that once or twice a year. Yeah. Have a lengthy conversation. There's no like secret about it. If yeah. somebody asks him, he'll tell him. Yeah, he, he would prefer to have uh, a grass field. When, when he took the job, again, in addition to, you know, I remember talking to him about you know, recruiting and roster makeup, the two things that he wanted done, actually three things. Wanted the new indoor facility, mm-hmm. which he's got. Wanted to move the fences in, which he's got. The third thing, which has not been done yet, he wanted grass. Yeah, and then in case anybody's wondering, uh, did anybody ask about the the uh, the uh, message board to be on the right field wall? Uh, I, well, I mean, not we a, know the that's answer. Not to in the, the notes, question. but I saw it on Twitter. Yes, yeah. he, he was asked, and he did say again what yeah, you and yeah, I have yeah. been saying for a yeah. few weeks now that they're going to wait until next yeah. year to do everything right. at the dish. Uh, Twenty-two new point of, points of sale for concessions in the upper deck of DKR. So if you're a season ticket holder in the nice. upper deck. Shorter lines for concessions. That would be nice. And finally, women's beach volleyball was added because under Title IX, the athletic opportunities for women must reflect the female population at UT, which right now is at about 61%. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so there you go. There you go. That's your town hall meeting right there. Just the, the, just the nuts and bolts, if you will, from CDC's town hall. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Uh, Ed, uh, female listener 17 echoed what I mentioned earlier. Yeah, the dog uh, survived that gator attack. The dog mm-hmm. got away. He was the woman was getting the gator away from the dog. So, so uh, anyway. Um, and uh, somebody said, uh, do you sit at the little table across from the benches at Moody? The little kid, the little kids. You sound like Craig's at the kids' table, yeah. It's actually, truth of the matter is, it's pretty long. Um, and the, the answer to your question is yes. But uh, the, the, the table, uh, which was originally going to be designed just for television, LHN and other network telecasts, but it was at such a length to allow us to be able to utilize that for our radio broadcast, just like we did over at the Irwin You want to lean into the kids' table a bit? Charlotte's got some desk chairs. I can bring you and Eddie one. So there we go. Sit in those tonight and call yeah. the game. Little teacups. You call know, the game with that. your knees up in your chest. That would be it. That would be it. Hey, listen. Why you, does it sound like Craig's not speaking from his diaphragm? Well, that's because his whole body's compressed right now. You describe, You just described trying to call a game from Gallagher-Iba or from uh, Allen Fieldhouse. <laughs> Actually, this year we had a little more space in, at Lawrence than we've had in a long, long time. It just worked out that way. Oh, I don't know what this text is all about. Baseball needs a pitching lab before it needs grass. Baseball has a, has a pitching lab. It's the Roger Clemens pitching lab. One of the best pitching labs in the country. Yeah. They've got one. It's outstanding. It's really, really good. All right. Uh, coming up, we'll have a – speaking of pitching, we got a note to get along in our Longhorn Notebook. Uh, and we'll hear more from Rodney Terry. Uh, we'll do that when we can. And I've even got one more football tidbit before we're done today. How you like that? This is Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049-1019, AM1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like the Tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe. Hope your Fat Tuesday is not too lean and mean for you. Continue to light the Tower on the horn. Craig Way, Jeff Howe. I think every Tuesday is Fat Tuesday for me. Yeah. Such as life. Yeah. Uh, By the way, like, I don't know. I, I ate, uh, like, a, you know, breakfast this morning. Yeah. My stomach's rumbling like I haven't eaten in four or five wow. days. I don't know if it's, like, some medication I took or what. Man, there you I'm, go. I'm, I'm ready ready for the lunch hour to get here. Uh, we were talking about how Cam's going to have to, we're going to have to at some point get him to do the music survey. And, and uh, Texas said, speaking of the music survey, you've influenced me, Craig. I can no longer like air supplies. A female listener, this is shocking. Yeah. Just, I'm just the way that is. Somebody wanting to apply to be the PA announcer for girls' beach volleyball. Yeah, yeah they, it would be women's beach volleyball there. <laughs> Somebody, has Craig decided on how he will introduce the dirty grill tonight? No, I'm not going to call Caleb Grill the dirty grill. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Uh, all right. Uh, it's, the, it's time for our Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by 
Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. Last night was the first night that the uh, Texas high school basketball playoffs for the boys could get underway in full force. I'm not talking about just the play-in games. I'm not about the uh, uh, the playoffs. Among those, how about Westlake? Uh, Gavin Pauly with a shot off the glass with 2.7 to go as uh, Westlake moves into the second round of the playoffs for the eighth straight year. They beat Westwood uh, and a heartbreaker for the Warriors last night as uh, they won that one 45-44 last night. Uh, the game that was televised on KBBO also involving 26-6A against 25-6A. Impressive showing by Buda Johnson as uh, they throttled Vandegrift on that. At the 5A level, our own Cam Parker was there to witness an impressive win for Eastview, no? First playoff win in postseason history for the men's program. How about that? That's second year for Coach McDormand. Good program. Really has turned that around. Uh, next up for them... They play the winner of AM Consolidated and Waco University. Probably AM Consolidated. That'll be a, I believe it's going to be a Thursday game, but it could be wrong. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, because those first round playoff games, quite often the ones that are on Monday, they try to come back and play on Thursday. Then you'd have the regional quarterfinal middle of the next week, which would that's where the girls are this week. They have regional quarterfinal action going on tonight. You said Consolid who, Cam? Waco University. So I think if it's Consol, Rockdale would be maybe a good halfway mark, correct? Could be. Yeah. Lexington, maybe. Yeah. Mumford. <laughs> I don't know how big Mumford's gym is. But. It, it's it's good. The, the baseball field's what's really cool at Mumford. Oh, yeah. To be a, a 1A program, you know, you, you, Mumford's really cool. That's where you'll see 6A teams play a playoff game at Mumford nice. on occasion. And the best part about that is because the gym is so small, you get the good student sections there. Last night, Eastview... They had half their school show up, and they were right behind the McCallum bench. That was, that was a tough look for McCallum. They were ready to fight some students, and especially when Ooh. you only score 16 points and a half. You're, you're, hip, you're hearing it from the student section. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jeff, here you go. I, I Listen, I give credit to Purple Buffalo's daddy for manning up to post this. Tough loss for my Cougs against Waco Conley. Jaylen McD- Jelani, McDonald. Jelani McDonald is an athletic freak. <laughs> It, it's 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 tough. They had to take Drew Connolly in the first round. It's pretty yeah. rough. Yeah, that is. Uh, congrats to Wimberley, which uh, won its by district round uh, game as well. And uh, there were a couple other ones uh, also uh, to point out. As uh, Daryl points out, Fredericksburg girls, uh, number four in the state, four A, making a great run in the playoffs. He says they're an area school that for some reason seems to get ignored. You know why, Daryl? Because you're stretching the words by saying area. They're 70 miles out. <laughs> That's why. But we don't ignore that area. We I've always talked about it. You know, it's, a, it's unfortunate for Fredericksburg because they're you know good athletic program, but they're kind of out there betwixt and between, you know, not close enough either Austin or San Antonio until it gets well into the postseason. But it's a yeah. good athletic program, and the, and the girls win again. It's kind of like what I always said about the Florence coverage area. Like, it's maybe a little too far out to be Austin. Yeah. But it's, it's also maybe a little too far out to be Waco. So, and you get the you know, 
Colleen paper covered. You know, that's yeah, pretty yeah. much it. That, that sort of thing. All right, so there it is. There's your Flex 30 update. Congrats to the winners last night. More playoff games tonight, and we'll uh, recap those uh, tomorrow on the program. All right, uh, it is time now for our second hour Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert and your Longhorn lender. See if she can do for you what she did for Linda and me, and that's to get you that home loan approval turned around in a snap. She is, after all, the person who can help facilitate and make that home loan approval in 10 days or less, I guarantee. Check her out on the web at BowersockTeam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, BowersockTeam.com. This quick football nugget before yeah, we move on. Sure. Uh, so Xavier Worthy, we talked a lot about the year he had, and especially mm-hmm. with the way it ended, it was not pretty in the Alamo Bowl. Uh, but according to what a team source told Horns 24-7, uh, he has, quote, shown a focus that would make you believe he knows it's a contract year for him coming up. Here's the interesting thing, Craig, we, we talked about uh, on the Blitz recently revolving around Xavier Worthy. I don't know if you saw this, but Brennan Marion came out on, I think it was Instagram, and talked about how you know, X played most of the year with a broken hand. And we've seen him postseason yep. with, like, the, the little, you know, not the hard cast, but, like, the soft cast on his hand. And I, it's one of those deals like, okay, did how much of that was a factor in having the drops and the inconsistencies that we saw? How much of it was, you know, you're working with an inexperienced quarterback? How much of it was just a you know, conglomerate of things that just kind of working against you? My thing with the broken hand is if it was that bad where it was impacting his ability to catch the ball, I've got to believe that Sark wouldn't have tried to force feed him the ball as much as he did. Mm-hmm. So... While I respect the fact that, yeah, he probably was playing with a broken hand and maybe deserves a little bit of leeway, I don't think that's the sole reason. I do think there was, and, and you know, you talk to enough people close to the deal, and they'll tell you, you know, maybe it was a it was a lack of focus, a lack of preparation. And I think for for X and, and Quinn and everybody involved in that pass game, we know Sark talked a lot from pretty much the middle of the year on about how the passing game wasn't up to snuff and, mm-hmm. and talking about it late in the year and especially leading up to the bowl game, how it needed to be better. In 2023, they had to find better ways to be more effective in the passing game, probably especially because you're losing two NFL running backs in your offense. Uh, you know, I just think there's got to be some maturity that takes place. Uh, just uh, understanding of the system is probably going to be better. I think Quinn with another year in it, it's going to be you'd expect more consistency to be there. So maybe just a, a, a sense of urgency from X himself, along with those other things that contributed to it being not a good situation. Maybe those variables aren't in the equation this year. Yeah, I, it's a good point. It's it's well made. We'll see how it how it rolls for him this year for sure. Plus, you got you got some more help in that receiver room too. You know, yeah. Everything I, I, everything we've heard about AD Mitchell to this point has been positive, and the reason why I like that move so much, you're not just solely dependent on okay, if Isaiah Nair comes back, we'll have a vertical passing game. If he doesn't, then well, we might not. So you haven't put all your eggs in that one basket. That's the way. That's what I like about how Sark is managing this roster, Craig. He's not. He he, he hasn't made any moves yet that lead me to believe he's like an all-eggs-in-one-basket kind of guy, which when we've seen coaches around here where your back is against the wall, you might put all your eggs in one basket. And That's we've true. we've seen time and time again that doesn't work. That's true enough. Uh, basketball tonight at Moody Center, Texas against Iowa State. Now, we're to that point of the year in the season where, and, and we started on back probably a couple of weeks ago, certainly, but, but certainly 
uh, right now in the middle of it. Paying attention to, here you go, Jeff, the bracketological prognostications. Thank you. Mark that on your Light the Tower bingo card. Uh, to where Texas is pretty much by every uh, prognostication I've seen, every measure that I've seen, a number two seed. Hey, by the way, real quick, uh, J-Dub was asking me if I read this article from a particular site about Xavier Worthy being totally engaged. Yeah, I did read it because they wrote their article based off of we wrote it what we wrote at Horns twenty four seven. So I didn't need to read it. I edited the thing for us from where the original report came. There you from. go. So just thought I'd throw that out there. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it came from their piece. Um, so uh, these uh, these bracket projections are coming out, and Texas pretty much projected right now as a two seat. There's four very difficult games remaining. Texas could go as high as one. I don't think they'd slide below a three unless they just you know went took it over. Uh, then maybe they drop down below that. But the point is, there's a lot of that stuff in play right now. And at his media availability yesterday, Rodney Terry was asked uh, about this. Do you do your guys talk about this much? Do you and the coaching staff talk about this two seed line thing? You could go up, you could go down. And uh, Rodney says, no, it's it's a pretty simple philosophy. It's just handling the 40 minutes in front of us. I think it's in front. If, if you're able to do that, okay, without looking, you know, too far in the big picture, uh, I always tell the guys that all takes care of itself. You know, you you win this league, uh, I have a chance to be right there to win the league. You're gonna you're gonna get an incredible seating seat for the uh, for the NCAA tournament, and, uh, and I, I think that our guys are, have been well aware of that. You know, as we started conference play, as we've gone through conference play, uh, they they know every game's an NCAA tournament game, and it's going to give you an opportunity to try to build. Your resume. So about that uh, two seed or one seed line, it's also a commonly held belief that the Big Twelve Conference regular season champion, not, not the tournament champion, but the Big Twelve Conference regular season champion, is going to be a number one seed. That seems to be the common perception. And uh, it, Kansas took a big step forward last night. And again, I, I would submit to you if the two teams went two and two down the stretch. Uh, no matter who won the Big 12, they probably would play their way out of being a one seed if they were to drop two of their last four games in the regular season. But if you do really well and you win the Big 12, Rodney Terry's in agreement with him about the uh, Big 12 champion being a number one seed. No, absolutely. I mean, no question about it. I mean, you look at the teams. I mean, I think we have six ranked teams in our in our league right now, and you could probably make a case for make for you know the teams that are not ranked in our league. Really good teams. You know what I mean? You know, uh, Texas Tech's playing really well right now. They're a good team. and They got great personnel. You know, Oklahoma's a good team. They're well coached. I mean, I, there are no nights off in our league, and you know, there are a lot of leagues that can't can't say that. We can say that, and got great coaches so um yeah i think our league's very deserving of a of a one seat you come out of our league every night you've had to come you're battle tested every night yeah every night better be uh, prepared to be battle tested and that's and that's what the longhorns are facing tonight as they get ready to take on iowa state at moody center and again uh, you can hear that here on the horn on 1049 and uh, you can hear it on 104.9 and also on Coke FM on 98.5 and 99.3 FM, 7.30 airtime. And the tip-off is at 8 o'clock. On the AM, on AM 1260 and 101.9 FM, Longhorn Baseball, this afternoon, the home opener, 4.45 airtime, first pitch is at 5 o'clock. Texas against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And news 
Coming from the 40 Acres on Baseball, former pitching great Kurt Dressendorfer. This was announced this morning. The uh, three-time All-American and All-Southwest Conference player will have his jersey retired during this 2023 season. Course, awesome news. Yeah, it is for, for an awesome guy. Uh, three-time first-team All-American and All-Southwest Conference player. He'll become the ninth former Longhorn baseball star to have his jersey retire. The uh, date of the jersey retirement ceremony has uh, uh, been set, uh, retirement ceremony for the game on March 25th against Texas Tech at UFC Dish Fall Field. He's going to join Scott Bryant. Roger Clemens, Bert Hooten, Brooks Kieschnick, Keith Moreland, Greg Swindell, Houston Street, and Taylor Youngman in receiving this honor. When is the Youngman ceremony happening? Maybe that's happening on the... Uh, 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 They're just going to do both on the uh, same yeah, day? Could be. Could be. I'm not that sure. one's so long overdue. Yes, absolutely. So I'm glad I'm glad it's happening. It, from 88 to 90... Uh, Dressendorfer compiled the second most wins in Texas history. He went forty-five and eight, second most complete games. This is mind-boggling. Think about this. He had thirty-three complete games, one of only five three-time first-team All-Americans in program history. Bert Hooten, Keith Moreland, Greg Swindell, Brooks Kieschnick, and now Kirk Dressendorfer. The five three-time first-team All-Americans. Pretty good. 2.56 ERA during that time and 462 strikeouts and 429 and two-thirds innings pitched. Three-time Southwest Conference most valuable player and the 1988 Southwest Conference newcomer of the year. I know we say this about uh, so many of our guests are friends of the show, but it really does apply to Kurt Dressendorfer. He definitely goes in the category of good dude. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. By the way, you want a Kurt Dressendorfer factoid of his post-Texas career? He was part of that group with the uh, that the Oakland A's drafted the four aces. Yes, took four pitchers in the top thirty-six picks in the draft: Don Peters, David Zanacanaro, and Todd Van Poppel. There you go. Dress played eight seasons of professional baseball as well. Inducted in the Hall of Honor two thousand two, College Baseball Hall of Fame two thousand nine. Here's the most mind-boggling stat for me: nineteen eighty-nine. He set the program record. It is a record, I can promise you, that will never be broken. 15 complete games. It's exciting when a guy <laughs> has one complete game. Yeah. He went 18 and 2 that year, a 2 3 5 ERA, and 176 strikeouts, and 168 two thirds innings. 15. How many time Madden have in 21 time? What, two, two? Two, maybe three? Was it two? Two. And we're like, wow, he had a great year. Yeah. 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 Some guys don't even win 15 games. 15. <laughs> Complete games. All right, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. Done for today's program. And uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Yes, CB, we do know and have mentioned on numerous occasions that Ivan Melendez will at some point have his jersey retired as well. We'll look forward to that day as well. Look forward to bringing you the home opener this afternoon on AM 1260. Tom Barfield will join me for that one, and then I'll head out at a point during the game, just like Jeff will, over to Moody Center for tonight's men's basketball game, which you'll hear on the horn here on 1049. It's going to be 7.30 time. Yes, indeed. So we'll look forward to that. Stay tuned. Chad Zayer up next for our man behind the glass, our producer, Kevin Parker, and also for my co-host, Jeff Howe, I'm Craig White. Thanks for joining us. We'll visit with you tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock on Light the Tower.